and welcome to Here's Johnny Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to be next to movies, but may end up slicing and dicing them. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's November, I'm doing No Nightmare November, which is my look at non-Freddy Krueger Robert England movies. Now, tonight, I'm covering a movie I have never seen, nor indeed heard of, Midnight Man. Starring England and horror icon Lynn Shea. Which is the first time they have worked together since 2001 Maniac, back in 2001. This is a very, very, very rare one for me. A movie I have never even heard of. I mean, for crying out loud, let alone seen anything about. I mean, hmm. But this came out in 2016, so if I have heard of this, I thought it was either... The Tall Man, Slender Man, or Bye Bye Man, all of which are fucking awful movies in your body with the plague. Now, I know nothing of this, only that it is a creepy pastor, so you know it's bad. But anyway, what the fuck is a creepy pastor? Why is it called creepy pastor? Anyway, let's just dive into this piece of. <clears throat> shall we? With its unknown budget, I'm guessing low, this thing pulled in $2.9 million. Starring Lynn Shea and Robert England. Directed by Travis Z. This is his second movie after the truly terrible Cabin Fever remake. He has then been doing shots ever since, which does not bode well for this bloody well movie. And also, who the hell comes out Travis Z for fuck's sake? Anyway, the plot. A girl and her friends play a game in an attic which summons a creature that feeds on fear. It uses the fear of the person against them to grow stronger. Can he be stopped? I find out here. Got to say that plot somebody is very Nick Mill Street, my god. Very Freddy Krueger. So, anyway, after the studio logos, all ten of them, that is never a good bloody well sign, it finally opens up a full minute and a half later. Jesus jinkies. To a large house covered in snow, which looks suspiciously like a bloody miniature. It is 1953. As inside, we meet Anna, played by Summer Howell, struggling to get a match lit to light a candle. This has to be done in under 10 seconds, for fucking reasons. Also in the attic is Max, played by Keenan Lehman. He is Anna's brother. And then there is Mary, played by Meredith Rose, who is spooked and leaves the circle of salt. After hearing a voice from the darkness, that voice is Midnight Man, played by Kyle Strauss, who drags Mary into the darkness and never to be seen again. This freaks out the two preteens as Mary's blood pulls up next to the salt. It can never cross the salt ever. Anna screams into the darkness. They have won! He lost! He must leave! Those are the rules. Okay then. Who makes up these ridiculous rules? Also, who wrote this fucking ridiculous story? I mean, for crying out loud. Why are they so specific? What the fuck happened to saying the name of the person in a mirror three to five times? For crying out loud. I mean, Jesus jinkies. Nowadays, it's like... You have to stand in a circle of virgin rock salt, fucking Himalayan, Himalayan pink rock salt at like that, while holding a chicken by its hind legs on a stepladder on the third day of a leap year after a full moon while wearing a tinfoil crown, saying the creature's name backwards, looking into antique mirror with 13 dozen candles lit as a virgin is losing their virginity 
in the circle, which is fucking goddamn ridiculous. Jesus, Jim Hunt to Candyman, 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 or Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, for crying out loud, I mean, for fucking hell. Anyway, back to this piece of shit. The Midnight Man shouts Anna's... Uh, shouts at Anna, rather, using Mary's cut-off head while talking through it, saying, You lose. And by the way, the voice sounds like fucking Dr. Claw from Inspector Bloody Gadget. On seeing this, the preteens run for their lives as the dark shadow follows them, which, of course, turn into black smoke. You know, standard evil, evil being shit, you know? Mm. Okay, first up, it's 3.30am. Where the fuck are the parents? Second up, why leave the circle of salt if he can't touch you in the circle of salt? Third up, how are they going to explain Mary's death? Moving on. So they're now hiding under a dining table. Max sees Midnight Man lurking in the dark shadows, so runs out of the house. Anna pleads for him to get back in, saying he'll be next. As he runs into the snow, with Anna screaming, It's against the rules! It's against the rules! the rules. Maxie's shadow pulls him under the sh snow as we are now have a shower of blood which explodes from the snow. Up pops the title. Through some cheap CGI smoke and blood effects, 50 something years later, we see Anna is now played by Lin Shea, housebound afraid to leave or make man will kill her. Here we also meet her granddaughter Alex played by Gabriel Ho. Wait, hold on me here. If Anna hasn't left the house in 50 years, how the fuck does she have a granddaughter? Anna is refusing to go to sleep and is acting very violent. Hello, love, get some professional help. She has Alzheimer's or dementia or some other mental disease because she is lashing out and being verbally abusive. Anyway, uh, uh, Alex gets Anna tucked into bed and... Then Anna comes to in a very soft, quiet voice, tells Alex to lock all the doors, seal all the windows, and never go outside. Later, Alex is on the phone to her boyfriend, planning their Friday night. He invites himself over, because of course he does, to watch a movie, and then over the phone insults the grandmother, calling her fucking mad. She then tells him she loves her, and is happy to help, also she has no one else as her mother has just died months earlier, and indeed her pop-pop had just died months earlier. So over the intercom, Anna screams for help as Alex unlocks the front door for her boyfriend and then helps her dear old granny. Upstairs, Alex finds Anna sitting boat upright in bed, confused as to why she hoped to see her. Alex tells her she's invited her boyfriend Miles, put by Grayson Gabrielle, over. Within seconds, Anna says she likes him, but not the rest. Alex then says, oh, has it all been Miles? So Anna calls her a complete slut, saying there's more than one likely boy. Okay then. And I've got to say here, I'm loving Lynn Sheerness. She plays the unhinged, yet strangely sympathetic character at the same time. And she's loving this thing, chewing up every inch of the scenery and loving it. So anyway, she then writes about how her rose garden used to be so beautiful and how she hasn't been outside in months. She misses her flowers and her dead husband. Anna then demands a small silver hand mirror, 
while dropping the fact Alex's mother is long dead. Which you'll never guess where the bloody mother is. Why, yes, you've guessed it's in the attic. Dundee. By the way, I love the fact how she just nonchalantly drops the fact that Alex's mother is dead. I mean, just like that. I mean, what's that got to do with the mirror? I mean, hmm. So, up Alex goes, walking through a cemetery where she empties a small pot of water into a large bucket as the pipes are leaking above head. And most of the plants are long bloody well dead. Now, why can't Alex feed the flowers, get a plumber to fix the pipes, and get her grandmother professional help, and then possibly sell the house? Hmm. Anyway, inside a study is a room full of clocks. I kid you not, it's about a hundred fucking clocks. How long does it take to wind these up, let alone set the correct bloody well time? Indeed, Alex spends a good minute or so fixing some clocks to read 8.30pm. So up Alex goes to the Berlitz attic, finding no lights are working. So instead of, oh I don't know, getting a fucking flashlight or a torch, or indeed a fucking candle, she looks around the attic for the mirror. She finds a creepy ass mannequin dummy, which you just know is going to be a jump scare later on, and covers it up. She then finds a large travel chest, and within seconds she finds, wouldn't you know it, the bloody mirror. She finds this chest in a matter of fucking seconds. She has not been set foot in this attic in her life. She finds this chest. I mean, mm. she quickly then finds and amongst the junk, including bullets, but no gun. She finds various books and letters and such. And zoinks! Oh, the dummy has moved. It's a g -g 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 jump scare scoop. Zoinks! I mean, Jesus jinkies. She then finds the gun buried under a letter. Jump scare time as Miles asks what the fuck she's doing in the attic. She tells him a dear old granny wants her mother. Also, the attic was always off limits to her until tonight. Now, this makes me think, is Anna getting setting these two up to be killed in order for her to live just a little bit longer? Hmm. Why all of a sudden does she want a mirror she hasn't seen in years? Hmm. Miles instantly picks up a gun and wants to play with it, but Alex says, no, put the fucking gun down, you blithering idiot. So then he tells her they should have a party. Alex finds a sealed box, so wants to open it up. She hands it to Miles to open it for her because she wants to get blamed for opening whatever the hell is inside the box. Inside is a bunch of candles, a salt shaker, and rules. Also, a list of children's names written in blood, with their names dotted out with a blood clot. So, of course, these two idiots read the rules and want to play the game. Also in the box is a small tin of photographs of children with their names, age, and their fear written on the back of the photograph. Yell off, just read, steal this thing, and run the fuck out of the attic for your dear life. Anna then screams, No! You've opened the game! And instantly faints. A doctor is then called, Finally! The doctor being Robert England, playing Dr. Harding, who gives Anna a quick once over saying she's fine. Yeah, I don't think so. His, uh, His assistant, Alan, played by Michael Sorrow, makes up an injection of vitamins and various other... I don't know what the hell it is. I think it's a painkiller or a knockout drug, whatever the hell it is. And injects Anna with it. Dr. Harding tells Alex Anna has dementia, but she will be fine as, quote, she has a strong heart. Then leaves Alan to inject Anna. 
as downstairs Dr. Harding warns them to stay out of the attic, also to, to lock Anna in her bedroom at night to keep her from wandering around this gigantic bloody house. He then gives Alex his business card and leaves. As Alan leaves Anna, Alan leaves Anna rather, the closet door opens by itself. Before leaving, Dr. Harding tells Alex she's doing a great thing here looking after her grandmother. As outside, Alan asks for a backstory. So the doctor tells him Anna is from old money, but the family has been suffered greatly since the death of their son. Okay then. And she hasn't set foot of that house in 50 years. Inside, Miles wants to call people over for a party, as Alex now wants to play the game, so that's null and void for that one then. And by the way, I love the fact that this Miles guy wants to have a party, just lock the old dear in her bedroom all night while they're downstairs partying hard, I mean, for God's sake. Anyway, upstairs, Anna is now hiding in the closet, the same closet open by itself. Okay, fuck that! Meanwhile, in the attics, Miles sets up the game with Alex. Alex reads the rules out aloud, and the rules are 1. Write down your name on a piece of paper. 2. Prick your finger with a handy dandy, handy dandy needle. I can't fucking say it right. And dot your name. 3. Light a candle. Turn off all the lights in the house. 4. Place the paper with your name and blood on the front door of the house. 5. At midnight, on the stroke of 12, knock the door 22 times before it strikes 12. Now, Alex being a dumb fucking kid, does all of this as Anna screams silently in the closet. Number 6. Go outside, blow out the candle. Number 7. re the candle within 60 seconds. Number 8. Midnight man is now loose in your house. Avoid him at all costs until 3.33am. Now, of course, there's a rule or two missing. So these two idiots check out the attic. Shouldn't you have read the rules before doing this? Also, wait, here's Jonas Reviews. Take notice of bills if you're a fucking idiot enough to follow these rules and some of this idiotic midnight man. Thank you. So anyway, in the closet, Anna has turned into midnight man. As upstairs, Miles and Alex look for the missing rules. Finding nothing, they just sit in a circle. Alex hears Anna over the intercom, so leaves Miles alone in the attic. Miles finds the rules in a book. Handy that, he just picks a book up and they fall out, you know. Downstairs, Alex sees Anna's bed is empty, so checks out the bathroom, finding a light on, but no one is in it. Anna blows out the candle, then counts to ten. The fuck? I was right, this old bitch wants Midnight Man to kill her own bloody granddaughter. I mean, like I've always said, the rules of horror, one, no showers, two, never trust kids or old people, or three, get the fuck out of there ASAP if something is too good to be true or smells fishy. Don't do stupid shit. That's the huge genre of use of rules of horror. Anyway, upstairs, Miles reads the final rules. Number nine, never fall asleep. Number ten, never stay in a place during the same place rather during playing the game number 11 if your candle blows out you have 10 seconds to light it or midnight man will get you number 12 sit in a circle of salt and midnight men can't touch you number 13 if any of the rules are broken midnight man will show you your real true honest fear
And this is all sorts of bullshit. How many fucking rules this game need? Also, it's all very Anitman Elm Street, minus the child killing, revenge, and good bloody writing slash acting. It has now been 10 seconds the door slams shut on Alex as she's now trapped in the bathroom. The neat man comes from, from under the bathtub asking, What's your fear? <laughs> as Anna sits in a bed with a huge grin on her, on her face, cut to Alex in a literal bloodbath as she's drowning in a bath full of blood. She is afraid of blood. Anna comes to but is afraid of the thing in the closet which beckons her forth and then goes with one creepy long fingernail meanwhile alex crawls out of the bloodbath you calm your fucking self down ring girl anna is now possessed again and makes alex throw up blood screaming it's your blood your disgusting blood and it makes a vomit sound which makes alex vomit absolutely bloody everywhere Miles hears this, so tries to rescue Alex. He finds her coated in blood, but seconds later she's not. The fuck? It, did she face her fear? Is she now free of fear? I have no idea what's going on here. Honest to bloody God, this is badly written. I mean, hmm. He calms her down and pours a circle of salt. He then gets her candle, explaining the f he found the final rules. And they should never have played this game, you fucking think? Upon... Setting her candle alight, he tells her they have opened up Pandora's box. They must continue to keep moving until 3.33am. Why the fuck's it 3.33am? How the fuck should I know? With that, Miles pulls Alex away, leaving Anna to deal with whatever the fuck's in the closet. As downstairs, Miles hands Alex a salt shaker, ranting the ridiculous rules to her that he found in the attic. If a candle blows out, she has 10 seconds to relight it or else. However, if she's in a circle of salt, nothing can happen to her. They must keep moving at all costs until it's safe. Miles then tells her that while she was away, he blew his candle to do experimentation and just waited to find out what happened. Yes, you've guessed it. The dummy came, came alive. Much like a weeping angel from Doctor Who. It only moves when you're not looking at it. So he looks around the attic as it's getting stopped by the fucking dummy. Fuck that. Oh yes, and by the way, we never actually see the dummy move. You see it are moving and its legs are moving, but you actually see it moving itself. So no bad CGI. He is then grabbed by Midnight Man and faces his true fear of pain. As his face melts off, you calm your fucking ass down, poltergeist. Wait, if he's afraid of pain, what the fuck's with a dummy? I mean... Minute man then hears Anna counting down from 10, so leaves Miles to deal with Alex. With a cloud of cheap CGI smoke, Minute Man vanishes to get Alex in the bathroom. Back to now. Miles fills up the salt shakers as Alex says this can't be happening. She can't be stuck inside the house until 3.33am. This is goddamn fucking ridiculous. In walks Alex's best friend, Gilly, played by M. Haim. Would it know? It's a bloody witch. Okay, A. Who the fuck wrote this piece of shit? B. Who called her to come over? And C. Why the fuck is she a witch? I mean, that is the lamest thing ever, for fuck's sake. Because she's a goth, she's a witch? Fuck off. It's now 1am. Alex has spilled all to Kelly, who of course doesn't believe them, because why would she? 
One thing here, if Miles called her as he claimed at 8pm, why the fuck would she walk hours in the freezing cold snow to get there at bang on 1am? Again, who the fuck wrote this piece of trash? Anyway, say it with me here, lazy writing. They needed a fucking body count because nothing is happening in this piece of shit movie. Jesus criminies, it's 45 fucking minutes in and there's been, what, two deaths? Fuck off. It is now 1.30am and they're still in the same room. So much for continually moving or else. <laughs> Kelly breaks in saying she can't believe they summered the midnight man. It's like something from a creepy pasta. Uh, really? I mean, uh, fuck you, writer. Now, of course, Kelly, being a witch, wants to take on Midnight Man, so she asks Bill into the game, saying she knows all about him and how to take him down. Yet you weren't sure less than half an hour earlier, you fucking... Oh, who wrote this? Suddenly, the room goes ice cold and the candles blow out, with Kelly adding rule number 14. When Midnight Man is near, the candle will blow out. Alex and Miles quickly rate the candles, as upstairs Anna is singing... Red is the colour of roses, is the colour of blood, over and over and over again on the intercom. Downstairs, Kelly adds herself to the game. They sit out to hunt down Midnight Man, taking glee in this. Who the fuck wrote this? Upstairs, Anna is now back in the closet, as she has weird pointy fang-like teeth. That's kind of weird. Downstairs, Alex wants to use the silver hand mirror to hunt down for the Midnight Man. So is he now Candyman then? The fuck? He's hiding in the shadows behind them, but of course he is. In the greenhouse, Alex tells Miles and Kelly how her mother died in the house years earlier. Flashback to years beforehand, as we see Alex's mother, Annie, played by Louise Linton, hang herself from fear of her mother? Hmm. Turns out Granny had gaslit Alex for years, saying her mother had died of an unknown illness and spread it all around town. Until she had her own near-death experience, i.e. the Midnight Man, showing her the truth, i.e. her mother killed herself, and wow, this movie got dark fast. So, I was correct then, dear old granny has been feeding Midnight Man souls for fucking years. Seems this old bitch would fucking lure people into her house and feed them to the Midnight Man. Somehow. So, Alex uses the hand mirror to see where Midnight Man is. Alex points to where Midnight Man is standing. Kelly checks out and feels nothing. Too much for being a bloody witch then. Hmm. So, Midnight Man blows out all three candles. Struggling to get them relit, Alex then panics. Now relit, Kelly wants to go hunting for Midnight Man in the attic. Kelly's candle then blows out yet again. Handy that as a drop of water just falls from the pipe. As you know, it hasn't leaked all bloody night. Hmm. Miles can't relight her candle in time for fucking reasons. So puts Kelly in a circle of salt and then just leaves her to get more candles slash matches. Kelly is now next. However, in a hallway, Alex takes time to tell Miles what she saw in the bathroom, aka her death. She's not afraid anymore, but she is afraid of losing him. So the two of them kiss for fucking reasons. Bit of mind, it's very time sensitive that Kelly gets a bloody lit candle, but never mind that one, just have your love for some fucking reason. 
a new plan is now born to destroy the game, all of the games across America and the world. How? Are you going to go on YouTube, TikTok, Vine, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, whatever the fuck you have, and tell the world to burn all these game boxes within, what, an hour? Fuck off. Back to Kelly. She taunts Midnight Man, saying, you aren't real, you're shit. Is he now Freddy? I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. He doesn't stand for that shit, so chucks a bottle, uh, sorry, the bucket of water over the salt, and she's now fucked. Handily, she tips over a plant pot and sucks the water using the the mud, or rather than the mud, the soil inside it, and then mocks Midnight Man. As this is happening, Miles is looking for matches as I was looking for more candles. By the way, there was candles all around the fucking house, like 8.30, but now there's none. Did Anna hide them all? In the shadows, watching and waiting is Dr. Harding. How did he get in? What does he know about the Midnight Man? Did he actually play the game when he was a kid? Hmm. Back to Kelly, who is now facing off with Midnight Man, which looks like a bloody bad cosplay of Scarecrow the fucking Batman. Fucking games, Jesus Christ. He vomits water, wiping out the salt, so Kelly is now fucked. Bearing in mind, she had a small wall of soya that fucked the water. Oh, moving on. Her fear is a bunny man. God damn, she must be good with fucking creepy bastards. Me for crying out loud. Wait, no, seems when she was a little girly. A uh, girly? Girly. Kelly killed her pet rabbit for sacrificial magic reasons. So now Midnight Man can kill her by forcing her to slit her own throat. Calm the fuck down, a Nightmare Street remake yet again. Nope. She's now faced her fear and she's freer. Free rather. What in the fuck is happening here? Back to Dr. Harding. Flashback time to him as a little boy. Surprise! He was watching in the shadows that night Max died. The fuck? Lazy writing. Now, I'm guessing him and Midnight Man made a deal because he wasn't playing the game. That he would let him live in return for souls? Or maybe too much into that because it's Robert England. Mm. The good doctor tells Alex, good old granny has been feeding the Midnight Man souls for 50 plus years. The doctor adds he thinks Midnight Man is a pagan god of punishment and indeed fear. Plus Midnight Man hates losing the game and they are next. Plus Midnight Man cheats. Doctor wants to head to the attic to burn the game once and for all. Well, Kelly is dealing with Midnight Man, but Alex says nope. So doctor says it's too late for her. She's fucked. Back to Kelly, staring at open fire, just standing there. Midnight Man starts to taunt her and driving her to commit suicide. It starts to snow inside the house as Kelly is shown her old childhood bedroom. Again, calm the fuck down, Nightmare Elm Street remake. She picks up a dead white bunny and cries as behind her, the bunny man walks out of the shadows saying, Game over. It flashes to her slitting her throat and then to her dead body in a greenhouse as she's been dead all along. A dun dun dee. Alex and company find the body. She's been dead for hours. Just how fucking long has a doctor and they been talking? Hmm. He demands to go to the attic. As in the attic, Alex digs through the photographs of children to find the doctor as a little boy. Meanwhile, Anna finds the Midnight Man 
over Kelly's dead body and smirks at him as he drags her body off into the shadows. As in the attic, Alex finds a picture of her mother. Flashback time to dear old mum taking making a deal with Midnight Man for Alex's soul as he crawls the ceiling and indeed the walls. The doctor then tells her to snap out of it and pour a circle of salt. Anna then finds them and quickly taunts the doctor as Midnight Man is behind her puppeting her. Alex and Miles candle blow out but oh no there's one match left and Alex uses it to light the two matches because she's a selfish fucking bitch. As out of Midnight Man's power, psych! She beats the ever-loving fuck out of the Doctor's body as Alex and Miles watch on in shock. Then Anna snaps his neck. So Alex shoots Anna in the back with no effect. She then acts like a... She's out of the control of Midnight Man, but then acts like a spoiled ten-year-old brat saying, You must die! You must die! You must die! So Alex shoots her square between the eyes. It's over, right? Wrong! Midnight Man... What's them next, however, the clock chimes 3.30am. Three minutes to play. Alex wrongly mocks Midnight Man, so Midnight Man removes his face of smiling and replaces it with a face of sadness as he drags Anna's body into the darkness, leaving Alex and Miles to wait three full minutes. The camera then pulls a Hall- Halloween nineteen seventy eight, showing all the places Midnight Man has been as a nursery chime plays. It's 4am! Minute Man is beaten. Nope. Miles checks on the dock, finding out he is long dead. He notices on the doctor's watch, it's actually 3.30am. He's fucked! CGI smoke comes down from the ceiling. Miles is then punched through the head by the Minute Man, and indeed, he's dead. It then shows Minute Man down in all the clocks, and put him back an hour. Get in. Alex is left alone in the salt circle as a bad CGI nine-foot minute man stands over Alex, mocking her, pulling his sad mask off for a grinning mask. Game over as the camera pulls outside the house. Fade to black. On to an epilogue. Alan is then holding an estate sale as a little boy asks, What happened to the owners? He says they all died in the attic as the boy takes the game box with him and leaves. As credits finally roll. So that was Minute Man. What the fuck can I say? The rules make no sense. If Minute Man can break them, but you can't. What exactly is the Minute Man? Why let Anna live for 50 plus years? Did she kill her husband? How did she get away with these murders for so fucking long? On to Midnight Man himself, he is a cheap Dr. Crane, aka Scarecrow wannabe. The effects are low budget, but they are practical, so they're mm, par. Robert England is barely in this, yet he's top fucking build. He's in this for maybe 10 minutes total. Lynn Shea is perfectly creepy in this, as she's having a blast being a mean old crone. However, the rest of this movie is just very blah. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 5 out of 10. So I'll come back next week as a look at Killer Pad, England's second directorial movie. Now get to like, share, comment and subscribe. Check out my franchise horror of Aliens, House, Predator, Eras Evil and more. Also my solo podcast of A Nightmare Street 2 and 3, Blade, Seed of Chucky and many, many, many more. A-
by and remember I watch these bad movies so I don't have to now never play around with a creepy pasta game it just won't end well Tatty bye